Hello, remote friends. The information from this podcast is rich with remote support, but it's even more important that you go from information to application to get the best results possible. Remote work is here to stay, and we want to help you on your way. So let us know how we can support you even more by visiting remotepathways.com. There you will find a quick link to talk with us directly. Reach out to Jen for all your teamwork, leadership, coaching, and facilitation needs. And reach out to Michelle for developing a healthy, sustainable rhythm of life through spiritual practices, 90-day projects, and simple structures to support your remote working journey. Until we connect, thank you for listening. It's such an honor going remote together with you. Let's explore the remote world. Together we'll discover the people, places, and pathways to working remotely. We'll engage in great conversations, share tips and valuable resources, and connect you with voices from the field. Let's go remote together. blizzard is coming your way up in Canada and my heart just goes out to you. You've just got snow upon snow upon snow. How are you doing? Well, it is that time of year, right? It is winter, as we like to say. And uh, it's just another another cycle of winter weather on its way. But it's always great to connect, right? When the virtual space, this is what I love about it. It means that I can connect on an ongoing basis with everyone and I don't have to get in my car. Love it. Well, today we're talking about a very important conversation uh, that you brought to the table, and I'm so glad we're having this conversation around burnout. What is it? Well, burnout, you know, again, we can go into all of the professional definitions, but let me say as someone, as a leader who has experienced waves of burnout throughout the first three decades of her career, you know, it is a space and a state we get to when our body is and our mind and our spirit is just depleted, right? I'm not a mental health professional, but as a coach, I do see this with my clients regularly where there's just nothing left in the gas tank. And I think burnout is something that we continue to hear that due to the pandemic and due to these last two years of, uh, you know, ways that we have had to work perhaps sometimes with a lot of blurred lines between our work and our perfect, our personal lives, that burnout has really become a bit of an endemic um, area. In fact, you know, I was just looking earlier today at some of the statistics, and one statistic I came across was that, you know, half a million Canadians are suffering from burnout at this given time. That's a lot of people, and I'm that's sure that's an underrepresentation. So I don't know, what do you, you know, when you hear the word burnout, what do you think of Michelle? physical, mental, emotional exhaustion. Yeah. And, you know, I I speak from my own experience. I'll be very forthright. And many of you know that, you know, I have partial vision in one of my eyes. And I think that was because almost 20 years ago now, you know, I faced a period where I was doing great work, was overextending myself, traveling a lot, you know, always on a flight, crossing the world, mid-30s thought I could do it all and my body gave out, right? And a simple eye infection became something much bigger that I I really believe in hindsight that if I, you know, probably had not overextended as much that it, it 
my body could have reacted, uh, my immune system could have reacted in a much different way. So again, it's it's really interesting. I think we can all face this. I, I look back at my early years of career, and I probably had two periods of burnout. Haven't experienced it since because I really learned. Right, my eye yes. was like a learning moment. Mm-hmm. And so, part to what you've said, you know, it is self awareness. But I think what what has been interesting is I've I've looked at this and learned more about it over the decades. Is like burnout is one of those things that can be very insidious. You know, we don't recognize just how far we have depleted our resources, Mm -hmm. our energy, our physical energy, our spiritual energy until it's, until it's gone. And it can be like hitting a bit of a brick wall. So we want to invite, you know, listeners today to really think about where are you? It's, it's been a challenge for coaches say, Hey, you know, like we we were all about self-awareness, but even for us, you know, we may not be as self-aware. There's a lot of blind spots that can can pop up. So I thought in today's episode, it might be useful to not only, you know, we don't want, we're not here as mental health professionals. We're not here to assess you. But I think if, if you're concerned or want to explore this more, this is where it's good to reach out to a counselor, to others, to really have the dialogue of where are you and what strategies do you have in place? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, burnout, I think, like many things, is a continuum. We can we can feel tired. We can feel exhausted. It, you know, burnout, as I understand from more of the, you know, in, in, the, in the clinical sense is like really the, the depletion that can take months, if not years, sometimes for people to come out of um, it may require like a whole readjustment in the way you work. Right. For me, with my eye, I had to learn how to do everything again with with different vision. Like that was a significant life transition. So I don't want to minimize it, but I also want to think about how can we be proactive in um, mitigating against it and really like, you know, finding release valves, because I know with most of the leaders that I coach, um, it is about helping them think through what are the strategies they have in place to like take off some of that pressure to really, you know, let go of some of the, some of the tension, some of the emotions, some of the energy that just starts to get built and built and built. So I don't know, where do you think we should go with this conversation today, Michelle? Would it be useful to jump to strategy or go somewhere else? Yeah, I think, you know, we talked about some of those symptoms that you can have. I love that you talked about self-care because I think that's where it can show up often, sacrificing sleep or maybe eating poorly, your schedule is overbooked, and you're you're maybe noticing that irritability, um, your inability to focus. Some people disconnect. They get so far down that spectrum that they, they actually turn things off. So they're just no longer interested at all. They just completely disconnect. You can have a sense of helplessness. And you, basically, your motivation is the, is absolutely depleted. Like you said, it's just not there. It's disconnected. And like you said, I'm glad that you brought up that point of that it can even lead to some kind of depression too, if you don't see light at the end of the tunnel or you're unaware. So I'm really glad that we're bringing this uh, to the table. And yeah, I think some helpful strategies, not as mental health professionals, but people that have been there, that people Mm -hmm. that have experienced this and maybe just share from our own personal experiences of what has helped. So what's helped you, Jennifer, what are some of the strategies that that you have in place to mitigate burnout? 
Well, you've mentioned a few of them, like, right? Like, are we resting? Are we getting rest? Are we creating the boundaries? Even with, you know, the oneness in this last couple of years has really been a, the amount of our time spent online. And, and you know me, I'm, I'm a remote work advocate. I love the virtual space. But we also need to take time off. And so, you know, are we taking time off on the weekends to really get away, recharge, are we, as you said, building in time in our schedule? And uh, Michelle knows this, but right after um, our recording of this episode, I'm jumping back in the pool. The pools have reopened, so I know myself I need to get to the pool. It is what keeps me going. It is literally my release valve where I can go swim, get that energy out. And it was amazing. I got back to the pool yesterday and you know, was able to sleep a lot sounder than I could, and I naturally woke up albeit, you know, quarter to five. For some, that might be really early, but it's been weeks since I've been able to wake up on my own. And I do attribute that to like physically getting out, moving my body, um, because I think yeah, we, we all think about it, right? What's happened to our bodies in these last couple of years, you know, and, and are you getting the exercise you need? And we know from so much research, right? Like our most creative thinking usually happens when we're in action, whether we're walking or swimming or doing all these other fun things. So, you know, what is what is going to help you um, create strength in your body as well, right? And, and I think, you know, we need to build our reserves. I'm a lot older than I was in my mid, you know, in my mid 30s. And like, I want to make sure that I can you know, my body can resist whatever it needs to resist going forward, because so many people in, in my world depend on me. I think that's another piece of this burnout is that burnout can have tremendous implications, not just for the person in the burnout, but everyone around them. So, you know, do you have children? Do you have people, the elderly people that you're taking care of? Do you have people in your business that are relying on you? You know, I I realized, and it's it's still so crystal clear for me when my eye happened, how I literally went one day from being able to traverse the world to waking up and all of a sudden I couldn't see, I couldn't drive, I couldn't cut a piece of cheese. Like it was just like things that I took for granted all of a sudden was like, whoa and like part of me was saying but i'm i'm like in my mid-30s like this shouldn't be happening Mm -hmm. but it was happening and so you know what are the you know not not to be the you know the sky is falling but the sky really fell on me and you know it's so critical to be able to get back into practices that help alleviate some of the tension some of the stress in our lives And you were very courageous in that moment too, and made a radical shift in the way that you did business and your work life. I mean, that's how Potentials Realized came to be all those years ago. Yeah, it took a year, right? And it was not easy. A lot of people say, oh, you know, like, wow, you built so much, but it's like intentional choice. I had to make very intentional choices with what I had available. Um, and, and that led to, you know, much of the pioneering too, right? Why do I love virtual so much? Because it's been a leveler. It's been a playing field leveler. I don't notice, I don't like to use the word disability because I don't feel disabled at all, even though I have partial vision, right? Like Mm -hmm. I, I'm still hopeful that, you know, there'll be some laser technology or something that will, you know, bring back my, my one eye I've, I've accommodated to that. So yeah, like we do need to take make choices when we are in that burnout. And like anything, like any significant moment in life, we go through that cycle of, you know, grief and loss and change and yes. 
don't want to minimize that. I think that's something that any person who's been through professional burnout will will talk to. Just the the, the process that we we go to. It's not a it's not a straightforward one. So mm-hmm. yeah. So what you know? What about you? Release valves. What are your release valves, Michelle? Well, you know, um, I'm a spiritual girl, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Really, when I hit my burnout, I was laying on my bathroom floor uh, with my Bible across my chest and because I was just, I, I didn't know where to go. And it's almost if I heard that voice, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I just said yes to his invitation. Um, so a lot of prayer, a lot of dependence on God and a lot of dependence on community, asking people for help, acknowledging I think I'm off course here. <laughs> you know, I, I, I need help. And that took me a long time to ask for. So being in a, in a loving community that's understanding and resetting my life, resetting the way that I did things, because mm-hmm. in my own distress, I was hurting those around me and wasn't even aware of it. I thought I was doing good things, but that wasn't the case. So I had to learn boundaries, like you said, around time and relationships, how to communicate, how to have important conversations and uh, learning how to do that. So yeah, those are just some of the things that helped me. And then uh, you said exercise. I love to walk. I can notice even my own mental health is different when I walk and laughter. Laughter is such a huge thing in my life. I intentionally will watch funny movies or, you know, just different things. Spend time with people that are joyful because laughter is true medicine for my soul. It is. It is. You know, I saw someone speak on this. I wish I could, his name was coming to my mind, but and maybe as you listen to this, but he was, uh, he, he had cancer and, and as part of his therapy, you know, as part of his, his treatment, it was about laughter medicine and, and really like, you know, there's, there's a growing body of research, which is showing from a scientific perspective, just what happens when you are able to laugh and, you know, cultivate that along with, you know, it's not only laughter, but cultivating gratitude. Again, if the greater good science center, university of Berkeley does some amazing research around that. So there's a growing body from walking to laughter to happiness, you know, like what do we want to cultivate? And I think that's a useful question for all of us to ask, especially, you know, two years into a pandemic. What is it that we want to do to shore up our resources, to build on to, you know, our wellness? Um, so I've really enjoyed having this conversation to you with you today, Michelle. What, are, what have you enjoyed about the convo? Yeah, just being real. I think it's so important. The more that we can share our story and come alongside others. I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast is that we want to be in your real remote space and just come alongside you and help in resources, tools, and from life experiences as well. So yeah. Fantastic. Well, we hope that we've sparked some ideas for you. If you are feeling like you need to speak to a professional, you know, reach out to your network. Here in Canada, we've got CAMH. Uh, Certainly, they continue to provide amazing resources on a research base, but on a practitioner base. Are there any resources you're aware of, Michelle, that people can tap into in the U.S.? More than a specific resource, I would just encourage you to reach out to your local physician or healthcare provider and let them know um, that you're struggling. Don't be afraid to reach out for help and they can let you know um, what resources or connections are available to you under your health insurance or in your local area. Well, as always, Michelle, 
So good to chat with you today. Really enjoyed our time as we continue down, you know, the remote pathway and sometimes the hybrid highway. And, you know, sometimes it feels like the Autobahn, right? When we're moving, moving, moving. So listeners can't wait to be back with you in a couple of weeks. I know we've got some great guests coming up. Thanks for spending time with us today. Take care. 